0: And welcome to Reliving My Youth. My name is Noel Fogelman. This week's guests are Roberta Carter Harrison and Ken Harrison, better known as Wild Strawberries. The Canadian duo has had a bunch of hits back in Canada. We talk about their success in Canada and why it didn't translate to the States, which is unfortunate. They took a break for a couple of years while they raised a family. They're back now. They released an album, Vespa 50, a couple years ago is fantastic and now they're going the singles route they're at least a single a month this year we talk about that process we talk about some of their european electronic work that roberta worked on and how she quote unquote performed on top of the pops while she was pregnant she goes into that story which is pretty great they were such a lovely couple i've been a fan of them for years and i hope you enjoy my conversation with them um, i I went to school up in Buffalo, so okay. yeah. Oh. yeah, that's how I discovered you guys. So, right on, yeah, yeah. So, it's uh, I've had a lot of Canadian artists on just because my time up there, you know, really, you know, it's like the only thing I really got out of going up to Buffalo was you know, the Canadian show. <laughs> <laughs> <and> the- <laughs> yeah. so,
1: so, would you have gone to shows at the trough and things, or
0: yeah, I went to the trough and um, I saw you guys. It was actually at um, – it was, like, uh, New World Records on the oh, – yeah. nice. Avenue. yeah. so you guys there. did, like, a signing and did, like, a little, like, unplugged performance. Yeah. Hey, that, that was a
1: fun gig. I
0: really
1: yeah. Fun. Yeah, that was yeah. really
0: cool. That was, like, down, that, down the street from my school. So.
1: No way. Uh, okay.
0: And it was funny because I just went on a whim. couple we'll, we'll called my friend we're just walking down, and we was like, yeah, let's go check it out. And then you guys were going to be there in, like, a little while, so – I'm like oh cool let's just check it out because I was I was a freshman that year, and you know
2: right
0: on. I didn't really know anything about you guys at that point. Yeah, so because right. you know, you, unfortunately your music really didn't come down to the states.
3: Yeah, no,
0: Unfortunately, no. No. yeah. So, except yeah. for Buffalo. Yeah, except for Buffalo. That was like yeah, you know, uh, <laughs> trickle down there was good. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. So uh, why do you think that that happens to Canadian artists?
3: A mystery, eh? Yeah,
1: we we had some close calls. Like we were almost there. There was a, a what was the name of that? Ed um, Oedipus There was a, a, a music director out of Boston who was very close to playing us, and and it seemed like everybody he started to play, all the other modern rock stations would pick up, but for whatever reason he he, he uh, decided not to play us. We were, we were very close a couple of times. Right. Wow. Uh, we got in that movie Foxfire okay. um, and that was, that was looking really good, but then it got an R rating. So the intended audience couldn't go to see it. Yeah. <laughs> it was, it was, it was targeting teens, but um, we had all these kind of near misses.
3: Yeah.
0: Yeah. Like, that yeah. Happens, like how do they like pick and choose like certain like Canadian artists? Like, you know, you were on obviously with Sarah McLaughlin's label and, you know, she, she blew up, but yet like you guys and, you know, other artists I, I you know I really enjoy couldn't, and you're just as talented as they are. It's
3: it's a mystery, I think. You it's, know?
1: Yeah. Just what what song resonates with yeah. with yeah. more with the gatekeepers, I think. Yeah. Right. Than with with the people, I think.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: If you have somebody who's championing your cause. Right.
0: Sure. Yeah. Yeah. Do you think now with like obviously streaming, it's it's easier for people like to get your music and. Have you seen more people, like, in the States start to, like, appreciate more or not? We,
1: um, I mean, I, I think we, we get our Spotify demographic stuff. Right. They're, they're, they're really good at keeping data. And we do, you know, I mean, a lot of our audience is still Canada. But we still, we do have quite a few people in the States. And so we, we show up on, like, people in Los Angeles or New York City, all, all over the States. It's, I think, probably just people who initially heard us uh, Right or from from canada who moved there
0: okay so if you, if you ever see someone from canada get it from me like
3: there's so much amazing music on spotify and we can hear music from all over the world but then there's also so much music like there's it's right. there's so much amazing
0: music <laughs> It's it's like it's tough because how like how do you discover like like yeah. you can go to the artist that you like you know you guys or someone else that, that I enjoy but how do you find that music?
2: Yeah, yeah
0: it's really tough. It's it's so it's so easy to find you know it's it's out there for everybody but it's really hard to actually discover someone. That's what makes it good yeah. and bad. Yeah, you know? yeah,
3: totally. Yeah, yeah.
0: yeah. So I, I know you guys have been together forever, um, but how did you guys originally meet? Church. Church
3: choir. (laughs) Yeah. Our families went to the same church growing up. And we did sing in choir. Yeah.
1: Yeah.
0: (laughs) So it's like, was that basically your common, like, you know, your common ground? Do you guys just have other similar interests as well? Music.
1: Music. Yeah.
2: Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, Um, And then we
1: got together with some of our friends in university to, to form a band. Yep. Um, and they sort of one by one kind of went off to do other things. And we were, we were throughout our whole career, we were the core, two people, and then we would play with other people, which was kind of nice. We got to, you know, meet lots of people in terms of uh, side musicians we'd play with. Yeah. yeah. I mean,
3: even by the time we were in Buffalo, it would be just you and I and then whoever was playing with us at the time, right? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Definitely. Yeah.
0: So was it always, like, the same, like, dynamic for you? Like, Ken, you would just, you know, write the music and the lyrics and the word to sing? It's always been like that? Yeah. 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 you know we would actually – sorry? I'm sorry. So you're not much of a singer, Ken?
1: (laughs) (laughs) Well, I did my own little side project called Boy Wonder Bread. Right. um, It lets me sing, which is fun. But, yeah, mostly we we had a division of labor from the beginning. And we, we initially had other people producing, like we worked with a guy named Peter Moore. Um, and then we worked with Dave Kershaw in Vancouver and Dave Schiffman. Um, but over time, just, you know, our – as record budgets shrink, we sort of – as an austerity kind of measures, we just – we produce our own music now.
0: Right. So, like, after, like, you know, the church choir – is that when you guys, started, hey, let's just start, you know, like writing music, performing, and like where were you performing?
3: Oh, man, we did stuff at church for sure
0: yeah.
3: um, weddings, yeah. right. friends' weddings, relatives' weddings. We yeah. did some singing. We
1: tried to busk for a little bit. Yeah, we
3: did try to busk as Wild Strawberries. Yeah. I don't think before Wild Strawberries. No, no before Wild Strawberries. No. no. You did have, you did do some stuff on CFNY before Wild Strawberries Yeah, on the edge. right.
1: Yeah, they had all these, I, and they may still have them, they had all these contests where you would submit your song to try to get on the radio. And then the, and the station in Toronto, CFNY 102.1, was really good at having an annual contest where you could it's sort of lots of unsigned bands could submit.
3: Yeah, so I sang backups for that. But we weren't Wild Strawberries yet. No, no. Um, we
1: did. We did submit as well as strawberries, and that was kind of part eventually, of a, yes. our getting some popularity. Yes. Uh,
0: and that and was. That's how. And and uh, that's how they uh, selected your song, right? You, you won yes. the contest, right? That's. Yeah. That's yeah. right. Yeah.
3: By the time, yeah. that was crying shame, at that, was at that time, and me. Yeah. And that was our original gaggle of of university friends.
0: Yeah. 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 Right. So, what are the cons? Like, what was like the, the price just getting your song on the on the, on the radio, or was there anything like involved, like a record deal or anything like that?
1: There was no record deal, but we got a lot of ge- gear from Save by Technology. was was okay. one of the music stars in Toronto at the time. They've still since been bought out by Long McQuade. Right. Um, but I remember we got an Atari ST ten ten forty, I think. Um, big deal. Which was a big deal. Yeah yeah that was our our first uh so we started to be able to at least you know uh kind of record a little bit at home using that
3: i think they put out a compilation cd probably yeah did they? yeah we got yeah. On,
1: on their compilation yeah and they played us a lot on the radio which really helped
2: yeah yeah mm-hmm. A job on every day she looks so disconnected but she's really afraid my, my money's gonna fade away she says oh what a crying shit there was on the corner reading resumes you found them in the alley by the fire escape the letter in his pocket it says anything shows on the television she says she's into justice but she's really afraid sometimes it's a dollar for the man outside the mission she says oh
0: I think that was the first time, I mean, after the Buffalo show, I, think, uh, I was fortunate enough to hear you on that station, which, you know, bled down into Buffalo. Right. Yes, yeah. right. It was really it's good, yeah.
3: Influential station, for
0: sure. Yeah. 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 Because yeah. uh, the Buffalo stations weren't very good, in my opinion, so I was lucky enough to get all the Canadian stations. Uh, yeah. That's
1: great. Yeah. yeah. Was... Later on, there was a station, I think, in Niagara Falls that was that was playing kind of a similar playlist to CFOI. They were kind of. I forgot. Yeah, their name. yeah,
0: that's
3: right. I think the, uh, maybe. maybe the river. Yeah, I mm-hmm. visited yeah, one.
0: It was. Yeah. Maybe yeah. Yeah. Because yeah. yeah. I think was it the edge also played like like kind of like throwback music at every night for like an hour and a half or something like that. Yeah. Definitely. Yeah. I think a lot of like '80s Canadian alternatives. Yeah. Bands. Yeah. yeah.
1: They always had um, Alan Cross was with Champion Champion like the. The history of new music and all that. Yeah.
0: Uh, that's good. Yeah. So then after you get your, you get your gear and you start recording, um, how long did it take you guys to actually get on a label?
3: Yeah. So we started with an independent release. Like when Crying Shame came out, did we already have Grace recorded as an album? When Crying Shame went on CFNY's yeah. contest?
1: Yes. See, the details yes. are pretty murky. It's yeah, a long time ago. That would have been a- 89. Yeah, and then
3: 89.
1: And 90 to 91 we start. Oh, no, no, no. Grace would have been 90, 91.
3: Yeah, so Crying Shame, Was it? did we just have the single done?
1: Yeah, and then yeah. we did Life Says Marilyn
3: Monroe. And we put that out as an independent yeah. um, release through A&M Records, but we put it out with a, an indie label called Strawberry Records. Yes. Sort of put together for us. Yeah, by um,
1: yeah, what was his name? Tony. Tony darris Yeah, right. Yeah. We so- no. we're, we were with them for one record. One record. And then during that record, we um, we that was our first Canadian tour. Like we toured across yes. Canada with us. Yes. And we opened up for was it Ginger? The the sort of the next group after Grapes of Wrath had sort of disbanded, and then they formed a group called Ginger. Yes. We got a show with them at the Town Pump, right. and it was at that show. That Sarah McLaughlin's band had they just returned from their European tour and they were um, there to see their buddies Ginger, but they happened to get there early enough to see us open and that started our
3: friendship yeah. with that whole crew and then eventually got assigned to Network. Right. So after the Strawberry Records slash A and M release, then we put the next record out with Network.
0: Yeah, yeah. yeah. Right. And the one on Strawberry, that was Bet You Think I'm Lonely, right?
3: That's, yes, right.
0: that's right. That's right. Yeah. Which is a great, great album, too. And uh, of course, we're recording this on Sunday. and One of my favorite songs. Everyone's got the blues on Sunday. A bad joke, but I got to say that anyway. <laughs> <laughs>
2: Down below, maybe it's garlic, maybe it's gold, maybe it's mossy, maybe it's fat, maybe it's the thought of you on something. Turn to the left, turn to the right, till you see the man, can you see him?
0: Now like some of the like you actually made some really good videos on that, you know, life size Marilyn Moreau is a you know fantastic video and like every video your your look is changed, Roberta. Which, yeah,
3: yeah.
0: Great. i'm sure that was like intentional right
3: yeah yeah i used to oh i i love that part of the i just love that part of the whole deal back then the right. the, the look and you know pulling a look together and changing it all the time yeah i missed that that was really fun yeah
0: uh, was, was that you, you guys idea or was it the director like who kind of came up with all your like video ideas
3: yeah, um, a, a combination, I would say. Lifehouse, Marilyn Monroe was a good friend, Patrick Seitzum, and he was studying film at New York. Yeah. F- NY, what was it? NY, N- and New NY- York, York film, school, film School, is that right? Yeah. It was
1: like a really a good school. Um, and we, it was shot in New York City. Yeah. And in the woods. In the snow. Uh, it's I very know, cool. The woods might have been in Connecticut. Yeah. It, we had to try drive a ways to get there.
3: Yeah. Um, and that was, I mean, we had shot a video for Crying Shame. So Crying Shame was, Marilyn Rose first, though. Is that right? Did we shoot Marilyn first or Crying Shame crying first? Crying
1: Shame first. Okay, so Marilyn yeah, was our second video. Because was still with us. That's
3: right. And he had left by, by Marilyn. I think he had. Yeah. Okay.
1: Yeah, I think so.
3: Um, but yeah, quite an experience. Um, right. um And it was always, always a combination, I think, of the director, the um, director. And yeah, just I was I was just generally game for whatever people had in mind, you know, right. whether it was climbing around in a clothes dryer or you know, <laughs> yeah, doing you know wh- whatever they had in mind. I was always up for whatever. Right. So that's I think what mostly our main director has been Lisa Mann, and that is what she loves about working with me is I'm pretty much game for anything.
0: Right. Of all the videos, which one was your favorite to shoot?
3: Oh man. That's a difficult question. Um, Well, one that hasn't actually been seen. Really, really fun, though. It really was a lot of work. It wasn't a holiday, but we did go to Costa Rica and shoot a video for heroin. Okay. Um, And heroin is, uh, the album cover is me with a vacuum cleaner, very distinctive 1950s look. And so we took that idea and made a whole video for the song Heroin. And I literally pushed that vacuum cleaner around Costa Rica through the sand and through the jungle and through the towns. Um, and it was amazing, but um, the quality of the film wasn't good enough, so they didn't release it. But it's pretty cool, and it was really amazing.
0: Oh, okay. Yeah, that, that, that cover was great. What was the, who came up with the idea of you, you know, with the vacuum in the 50s look? That, that, was, that was pretty neat. Uh,
3: Probably I think it was Hill. Hill-Papard, yeah. the photographer. The guy, the guy who shot it. Yeah, yeah. He was great. Yeah, he was great. I mean, I was really into the clothing. That was what I was wearing at the time. I was shopping in Kensington Market in Toronto, and that was from the Pineapple Room, that dress. Yeah. Um, so I just arrived at the photo shoot with all kinds of stuff, but he mm-hmm. was very much into that and era It was the as vacuum. Well. It was just at his. I think that was his vacuum. At yeah. his loft. He had one of those yeah. loft
0: workspaces. Yeah.
3: He was yeah. making martinis and that whole thing. Yeah he, yeah. Yeah,
0: yeah, he was so it was a fun shoot then. <laughs> it was a it was fun bad. shoot.
1: <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> he used to have the he was really into three D cameras, so which like the kind where you actually had to have the viewer. Right. Have these three D parties. Yeah. Um Amazing. pass around the viewer. It was fun.
0: The, that's, it's great. Yeah. So then your first your first album on network was heroin then, so it was that. That's right. Yeah, so did that get a lot of, like, uh, like play and, like, kind of, like, promotion? You yeah, the they were
3: win. hard for us on that yeah. one. That was great. Yeah, yeah they did. Radio yeah. play, video. Yeah,
1: went gold in Canada.
3: Yeah. Right. That was great.
0: Yeah. 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 And you got the Juno Award as a result of that, Yeah, right? we
3: got nominated. Nominated. Yeah, moist.
0: Yeah, we,
3: yeah. Got, we got beat up we by up, moist. We were up during the
1: moist <laughs> times, and they oh. were huge.
3: Yeah.
2: <laughs> right.
0: But it was fun yeah people don't know that Junos are like the Canadian Grammys so people don't know because yeah. yeah. <laughs> should, should I mention it a lot but yeah uh, I know Sarah played on one of your songs and, okay. well, guitar yeah uh, I don't want to think about it Did she, like, give you guys any of a push, too?
3: Yeah, well, so, yeah, I mean, playing on the song, for sure. We we, we had recorded a lot of heroin back in Toronto, um, and then Dave Kershaw, who had played keyboards with Sarah, um, was mixing it and yeah. then ended up recording a few extra tracks, including her guitar um, out in Vancouver. Um, and so that was, that was amazing. And then she invited us on Lilith Fair, what would that have been? The next summer, two summers later.
1: Yeah, ninety seven. Ninety seven.
3: We went out for I think three or four years all together on yeah. the Lilith Fair tour. Um. So she was an amazing help. Yeah, really yeah. generous.
1: I mean, and she was basically the one who said to Terry McBride, yes. "Listen to this. You, you, you got to sign these up. guys. Yeah. She was yeah. really, she was really great. helpful. Yeah.
3: yeah. Um. She would invite us to stay with her when we were in Vancouver and. She stayed with us a couple times in Toronto when she was out. Like she was really wonderful, very down to earth, very sweet person.
0: Yeah, uh that was right before I think uh, servicing came out, and that was uh, funneling towards ecstasy, which is like, one of my all-time favorite albums. And that's a, you know, yeah, fantastic. Yeah, fantastic. Now the little fair, it's one of my regrets in life is not seeing that. Uh-huh. Um, yeah, so I'm sure your experience doing that was 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 great. Yeah, yeah. it was.
3: Amazing. Yeah, it was amazing. I was pregnant the first summer and then we had our first um our first child Georgia with us for the next 3. I think it was 3 after that. Hey, eh? she came on the yeah. road with us. Yeah. Um and yeah, just an amazing experience hauling her around on on those gigs with us. Yeah.
0: yeah. So like was how long after like having her or maybe having your second kid did you like kind of like scale back a little bit and kind yeah. of realize that this wasn't a life for you know children.
3: <laughs> yeah, so traveling with with one was doable and we always had somebody with us to yeah. help but but it was often like one of my sisters I have three sisters my mom came up to um was it yellow knife she came up to us yeah. like there was always somebody and then eventually um a a young friend came with us for a lot of the tours um Sarah Cooper she used to sell our T-shirts, and then she kind of came into the role of, of nanny. But we never hired, like, a professional nanny. We just had good close friends or relatives,
2: yeah. and
3: sort of just tag team. Whoever was available would come out with us. Mm-hmm. Um, and then when our second Ruby was born, it just got that much more complicated and difficult, and we decided Ken decided he would rather stay home with the girls. And I went out for a while, and we just replaced Ken with a second guitar player, But it just was not the same. I mean, sonically, for sure, it wasn't the same. And it just wasn't Wild Strawberries anymore without Ken. So that didn't last long. And then we just finally, my memory is, we were just finally ready to go again. We booked a tour. I was doing press for um, deformative years. We had the album ready. We shot a video. And then I started to feel really awful. And then I found out I was pregnant with twins. So that was the end of that yeah and we never went, Yeah.
2: <laughs> yeah. And we still went. Yeah. <laughs> yeah.
3: but they're yeah. only fifteen now, they're fourteen, those twins, and they're fantastic and um and they're actually helping us make videos, and they're playing on our our singles, our songs, and they're amazing someday, maybe, but we just
0: never yeah. went back on the road, right well, if you ever do, you gotta you know at least try to make it to. Buffalo, so I can you make a bigger that. road trip. Bad job, yeah. <laughs> definitely and then Awesome, but yeah. Do, <laughs> do, do kids appreciate your music? Do they do they like it?
3: They do, yeah. yeah. They do, yeah. Um, and they are getting a little bit um, a little bit involved now, which is really fun. Right? Yeah.
0: yeah no, I saw that, that they're working on your videos now too, and playing. You know, back up, right? <laughs> yeah.
3: yeah. Some, some horns and some bass. Yeah, it, and that's bass. really fun.
0: That's good. That's great. Now I see like you, you uh, each month now you're releasing a single, which which is which is really cool. It's uh, halfway gone. I heard that last week, and right. um, yeah, so now you guys just kind of like working a couple weeks ahead to release it. Do you have these planned out, and you just releasing each month? singles
1: <laughs> um so there i think we're there's basically written up until like midsummer. we're we're always about six songs ahead <laughs> um we, but the nice thing about this monthly release thing is we can um we can kind of adjust it if something if something occurs that's a little it seems a little bit more like we should release it right now we we don't have to sort of the to, to sort of wait for a whole release cycle to get it out right uh, uh so we've we found that's that's kind of nice. so we put out january hymn like did, that one was kind of written and done very quickly um it doesn't give us that much time to kind of like uh, live with them to make sure that we're ready to release them but that the the, the sort of having that deadline has been really good for us i think like Otherwise, we just get sort of overwhelmed with other things to do and, and
0: right. Yeah. And that's like one of the good things now about the business and like with you know just making, producing, making your own music, you put it up when you want. You're basically your own boss. You know, you're at the mercy of a record label. You know, release date. You know? And it's good. I think it kind of keeps the fans more involved. You know, wanting more rather than just releasing like you know five or ten songs at once. You know, they kind of go through it. And then, okay, they're done, so now you can hear that one song, waiting for the next one, maybe listen to the previous song again, why wait for the next one? So it's kind of keeps you guys you know relevant for like the whole year
1: it, yeah that that's how it's feeling and de- and definitely just like seeing our spotify numbers it just it's nice to see like there's the longest time where I don't want to think about it was our only it was our big song that everybody streamed, and then our other songs not so much. Um, it's nice to see all the new ones, just sort of like in the in the list of the our the top streams that week or whatever.
0: Yeah, no, that, that's it's great. Yeah, but I just want to go back to a um, follow up to heroin, which is Quiver, which I, I it's one of my favorites. Um, you know, good good contrast to heroin. Uh, yeah, it's a weird thing to say, but uh, <laughs> uh, but your last on network, um, was that just basically just Reconcilable differences with the label <laughs> it
3: was it was intentionally written, I believe, as a contrast to heroin, like yeah, I mean we've never wanted to put the same record out twice right. um and and really I mean, yeah, we just we just refused to put the same record out twice and i I think in a perfect world they wouldn't have minded another gold record, <laughs> yeah. so we could just leave it at that,
0: <laughs> yeah. yeah. And, uh, um, okay. It's true. I guess, you know, they, they just want me the same because they see numbers. They don't yeah. really listen to music. They see how well performed, but it's, you know, it's unfortunate. I don't really think about the creativity side. Yeah. 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 But a trampoline. I, I love that video. That you oh, guys thank
2: did. you. One of my favorite <laughs> oh,
0: yeah. that,
1: was, that was fun. Yeah, that
3: was fun.
0: Were you pregnant at the camera
3: video? I was. I was yeah. So I was pregnant with Georgia. Hey. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So they. So clearly, it is not me doing all the contortionist stuff. Right. That was a body a double. double. Yeah. So the idea was just some way to hide the belly. Um. And you know that was. I mean, there were there were there were signs, but I I wanted to actually show the belly, and the the record company just wanted to hide hide the belly. So that was that was one thing. But yeah, yeah. they just didn't people to know i was pregnant for some reason even though i was what 30 and married for 10 years already or something like that like no one can know you're pregnant because mm-hmm. for some reason this is going to be a problem to sell records you know
0: whatever yeah, right. so we had to
3: have that <laughs> yeah.
0: i mean it's not like the song was bad or which it wasn't it was fantastic but you know yeah. god forbid you're pregnant you know that's. Yeah, that's I, I, take, I, I, I,
3: admit, the married woman in the band is gonna have a baby
0: <laughs> yeah right. yeah who would have thunk it <laughs> yeah yeah
3: not so, available
0: <laughs> yeah exactly but w- was that considered like a successful album for you guys
3: artistically it, artistically
1: yeah people seem to really like it but it didn't didn't sell nearly the numbers that no um heroin did um yeah i don't i still don't know why we got some radio play off of it we didn't have the same video play that we had right i think although
3: yeah you would have thought
1: I don't want to think about it. Did really well at Much Music in yes. Canada.
3: Yeah, And the thing is, like, we made some really cool videos on that on that album. Like the the one in the clothes dryer. Which which one is that for? Oh, Pretty lip. Pretty lip is yeah. on Quiver, right? Yeah. Um, and you know, I I I like I literally wrecked my. like, ripped the skin off my knees crawling around in in the clothes dryer. Um, and we loved the. We loved how that looked, but network kept saying you got to cut more of that out of the video. Cut more of it out. In in the editing process, they they didn't think much music would like it. We submit it to much music. Much music grabs that and uses it in one of their little commercial clips, whatever those things yeah, are called. Yeah, the dryer itself. The clip, the, yeah. the clip of me in the dryer is what music much music loved. Yeah, Had we just left the video the way that editor and and Lisa, man, the director wanted, much music might have actually liked it more. But it's just that thing where. There's a lot of cooks in the kitchen, and you got to try to please everybody. And yeah,
1: yeah.
3: you know, it is just that thing. Whatever.
0: Yeah. So is that when you, you basically just said, like, we're done. We're going to go everything independently now and just be our own bosses.
1: It was, I mean, I it was think mutual. it was. It was yeah, it was a mutual process. I think the 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 point where we left was around. We'd written a song called "Wrong to Let You Go," and it already had a release pathway because there was a guy at Warner who liked their music and wanted to put it on. They had these compilations called Woman in Song. So it already had a place to go. It already basically had recouped any recording costs for it. We were excited about it. Network wasn't. And I think that was kind of the exit point. Yeah. Right. We, we, we'd submitted that as a song for our next record and they, they weren't down with it. They declined. So, okay.
3: And it went on to sell like, well, in, in, in Germany, it was a number seven on their pop chart. Like, it, it was a huge, huge, huge song.
2: I've been to all the familiar places I've been running like a sentence never begun I've been looking for a word to let you know got nothing left to fill the spaces, I've got nothing but a center coming undone. I've been doing circles and it shows, ever
1: So our
3: biggest song, our biggest ever. song ever, yeah. uh, like ever, anywhere, um, and so it was just, you know, we just didn't see eye to eye on, I guess, creative decisions, business decisions. It was time to move on.
0: how and did, there, how did Germany, I'm sorry, how did Germany pick that up?
3: Through this um, DJ ATB okay. Andre Tonneberger. yeah. So he did a remix. Well, he took the song and re- re- reworked it without the flamenco guitar that was on the canadian version um and did a an edm version of a, a dance version and but it was on the dance it was on the german pop chart like on their whatever they call them yeah
1: they don't tend to be as siloed over there everything like they just they like music period it's not necessarily dance charts versus pop chart but there this was this was on there
3: this was on the chart, chart which meant i had to go on top of the pops um in germany and it was kind of last minute and i was kind of 38 and a half weeks pregnant with child number two right. <laughs> so i wasn't allowed to fly <laughs> and we'd never met any of these folks we hadn't met andre yet or his manager and so we got a phone call i got a phone call i still remember the the manager the heavy german accent which i won't even try to replicate <laughs> but, you know you know could you please come over and sing on top of the pops next week um I would love to, but I'm not allowed to fly. I'm very, very pregnant. Oh, do you have any sisters? Yeah, I have three sisters, none of whom are going to want to come to Germany yeah. and sing Top of the Pops. So eventually, um, my hairdresser, our hairdresser, who had done our hair and makeup for most of our videos, went over and pretended to be me on top of the Pops. She put a dark wig on. She knew my moves. She knew my expressions, and she faked it. And it's... On record and Ginger Spice from Spice Girls introduced her, me, as yeah. Roberta Carter Harrison, country singer from Canada. <laughs> <laughs> it's craziness. Oh. And uh, everybody that... everybody lip syncs on top of the pops, so right. everybody would be faking it. So
0: yeah. she just faked it. Oh that's fun. Is that video like on YouTube or anything like that? We. i think we have a copy of it
3: we have a copy somewhere we've yeah. seen little bits of it um come and go i don't know that a good copy exists on youtube yet we have to put it up, yeah, someday. We should put it up it's um yes. she did an amazing job Yeah, she's. She and i great. did go back to top of the pops a few months later we had another hit with andre with atb um we ended up doing six or seven or eight songs with him yeah over the next three or four years um and and then when I went back to Top of the Pops, I was sitting in the makeup chair and the makeup artist said, huh, something's changed. And I said, oh, I had a baby.
0: Yeah. Everything
3: changes when you have a baby.
0: Yeah. Did, besides her, did anyone, was anyone else suspicious?
3: I don't think so. I think no. I think we pulled it off. Yeah. And I was actually allowed to sing for real. When I went back, the uh, manager put his foot down and said, no, 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 she can sing you got to let her sing. So I did actually sing. <laughs>
0: That's right. Yeah. So again, besides your collaboration, like, we to be, like, you also, like, other EDM music, which, I mean, yeah. you know, kind of, like, branched you out to, so, like, a whole other, like, you know, stratosphere to speak. Um, how, um, how much fun is that? And, like, basically, you could, what do you just, like, send in your, your vocals, your tracks, and you just, all yeah. mix it in? Mm-hmm. Yeah.
1: Yeah. It was, it came at a great time because we just had our second child. Um, so it was a, it was the perfect thing to keep us doing music without necessarily having to go on the road. Um, yeah, we would just send them, uh, that EDM music is, uh, I, I would always write something at half tempo, like a, a ballad at half, half the tempo that's going to end up. Um, we, we send them a demo and then when, if they liked it, we would just send over the vocals and then they would rebuild the
0: track. No, it's, yeah, it's, it's fantastic. And it's you know, another, you know, basically spin on your music, which which, which is really good. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So how much, like, obviously when you release, uh, you know, Twist, you mentioned the form of years, and you know, the rest of your independent releases, how much more work is that for you guys now? It's basically just being on your own and just doing everything on your own. Yeah.
3: Well, It got slower <laughs> there for a while. I mean, the single a month thing, we're really, really trying to keep keep ourselves, in gear here but for for some years there it was pretty slow (laughs) because it's a lot right right um and still still i mean it doesn't pay the bills anymore so still working to keep everything else going yeah i mean yeah we uh we we do everything ourselves now
0: and ken you mentioned you're, you're a doctor right
3: yeah,
1: yeah. I work in psychiatry in Toronto on an on an ACT team, which has always been it's been a nice thing. ACT is that stands for a sort of community treatment, so it's basically the return of the house call uh, for people with schizophrenia. Um, I've I've always had the uh, sort of good um, support of having uh, other colleagues that will sort of split a job with me, so I, it allows me to do it three days a week. Um, so, which gives me, so I'm more, I have more time not working than I am working. So there's lots of time to do music
0: and be with kids in Roberta. And Roberta, you're also working as well, right?
3: Yeah, um, I'm teaching yoga now. I was a physiotherapist, but I, uh, I sort of let that lapse for too long to, to go back to that, but I love the yoga. Yeah. Yeah. I could get to use the physio knowledge in, in my yoga classes. Yeah. yeah.
0: And I would imagine that you'd play like Best Put 50 during your yoga sessions.
3: Yeah. I've got a couple, of, a couple of tracks sometimes. I have a bunch of different yoga playlists, so I do slip a little bit in sometimes.
0: Oh, that's good. Yeah. Yeah. Does anyone know or no?
3: Yeah, some people do know, yeah. Okay. People yeah. ask me why I don't just sing during class. I'm like, well, that's just too weird.
0: Yeah. You get your makeup artist to do it. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Vesper Fifty, that was like it was so different, and it it, it, it it's fabulous. It's it, it, you know, really well done, and really really yeah. enjoy. Um, like you mentioned, you don't want to guys don't want to do you know same music for you know two like albums in a row or every other album. But how do right. you decide like you want to do a particular sound for that album? Yeah,
1: that one of Vesper Fifty came after. Oh, I forget the band. I was there was somebody that we just love their record. Um so I mapped out all their tempos um <laughs> from their record <laughs> and committed to, Vesper <laughs> 50 was like specifically trying to match their tempos song for song. <laughs> right. Oh man, I'm blanking on which artist yeah, it was. Yeah, I
3: remember you told me I can't think of it either.
1: Yeah and that, that yeah i i mean it's nice to always to have a little bit of a um a kind of a, something that narrows your palette or focuses what you're working on like a little sort of challenge of, whether that be like a lyrical response song to another song or or just yeah or something like like just sticking with whatever tempos had been on another record they really liked and those tempos were really slow so it completely changed the there's a lot more space on it, yeah.
0: Right. Yeah, no, it's it's really chill and I really enjoy it. It's yeah. The the song Five for Good Intentions" is that was that kind of a playful, you know, kind of term for hockey? Cause, you know, the five <laughs> five for fighting you know, to fight for good intentions. It kind of like a reversal. <laughs>
1: <laughs> um, I, there was a. I I was trying to also number the songs. Right. Yes. So there was there's there should be I can't I can't remember if this actually worked out in the end because some of them are instrumentals. Oh,
0: but yeah, I think I this song on the, the album.
1: five was supposed to be song number five. Five for good intentions was. <laughs> Yeah, uh, so I think uh, yeah, I mean maybe yeah. I'm I I don't watch it about sports, but um, <laughs> but being a Canadian, that yeah. has to seep in. Yeah.
0: We won't tell anybody. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Now when you you were touring at little there and you you opened up some you know big artists. Do you have any like memorable stories about touring? Mm.
1: They were all really great to Georgia when she was alive. Yeah,
3: absolutely.
1: Um, and actually, that was a, you, when you meet big artists. It's all it's a little bit of a. It's nice to have an icebreaker, and so having a kid. Yep. Was nice. We met Liz Fair. Um, who else?
3: Michelle. Michelle and Digo Diglett- Yeah. I sat beside Cheryl Crow at press conference. She was nice.
1: Yeah. Cowboy Junkies. Cowboy Junkies were great. Yeah. Yeah. And having kids out on tour was that, that was a nice way to break mm-hmm. the ice. Yeah.
3: Has,
0: has anyone, you mentioned, just mentioned Cowboy Junkies. Has anyone really compared your voice to Margo's? It's, it's I yeah. mean, we
3: worked with Peter Moore who helped them while well, he recorded that album, the Trinity the Sessions. Trinity sessions yeah. And then we started working with him early on. For bet you think I'm lonely right yeah yeah um so there he were some comparisons lonely. he mixed it yeah yeah there were some early comparisons I think because of that too eh?
1: yeah for sure and um, I think
3: yeah I mean I think some of our rejection
1: letters earlier on they might so refer we, were to generally that. we don't we've already got we've already got
3: yeah we don't need another one
0: yeah lost well,
1: so everything but the girl they would say we've already got everything but the girl we don't need another yeah um
0: yeah i don't I don't see that one though yeah, yeah, yeah. That's uh, weird. One to come back to. That's weird. Yeah, yeah. Right?
2: Yeah. Yeah.
0: Exactly. Yeah. Like, you obviously toured in the states a little bit with a little fair and um, open access and uh, a lot more set and stuff like that. What were some of your favorite cities you were at? Besides Buffalo, of course. <laughs> oh, we, Buffalo, yeah, we had a yeah. great time.
1: Yeah. yeah. Um. I remember we played a gig in Minnesota that was fun. Mm -hmm. We played a couple, actually we played two gigs there. We played one on Lilith and then another one uh, that was one of those, a back had a bunch of people opening up. It was the same club, but it's cheap old on that. Okay. I think
3: sometimes we weren't right in the city and we didn't have time. Like we're outside of Boston. Yeah. So we didn't actually have time to even get into Boston. Yeah. right, Right. Because, then you just had to move on to the next, right. yeah. the next place. I mean, we got to go to Chicago a, a couple times because of ATB, like yeah. with Andre. That so, was a great city. Like yeah. we, that was great. Um, yeah. And what was it, five or six years ago? Uh, we went to um, LA with Andre and yeah, that New York. was a good Like we, LA, San Francisco. We've been able to do a bit with with the dance with the EDM stuff, um, which I remember a little bit more because it was a bit more recent. <laughs> yeah, Love Chicago. Montreal was always great. Yeah. Vancouver was fun.
1: Buffalo, yeah. I think was st- yeah. I Love Buffalo. The fans in Buffalo had to be absolutely
3: the best. It was like our second home, eh? Yeah. No.
0: Absolutely. It's basically, you know, Canada South. Yeah yeah yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah,
3: yeah, yeah. For sure. Which
0: is great. You plan to do any more like EDM work?
3: Um. We just, yeah, we just did a song a couple months ago. We put out with a, I a, 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 a guess, a, what do you call it? repatriated germ a German guy who lives now in the yeah. States.
1: Is that Gunner? Gunner's. Tiger Forest.
3: Tiger Forest, he goes by. Gunner's. It's Bar-down. kind of almost like ambient e. And e. More e. ambient, yeah, chill. Um, but yeah, we get the odd requests. Not as many as we used to.
1: Yeah. Um, I what don't really. The Alex Hush stuff we're doing.
3: We're doing, yeah, we're, that's right. We've got another one coming out. You're right. With Alex Hush. Um, I don't know what, like, we don't follow that scene too much, so I'm not really sure. I know it, that scene sort of came into the fore for a while, maybe a couple of years ago. It was really popular, and has I don't know if it's died down a bit again, if it's still such a big deal, maybe in the underground. I don't, I don't know much about it.
0: Yeah, I mean, yeah. <laughs> I
3: it's not really our music so much.
0: Yeah.
3: Um, We just throw out these top lines. and. <laughs>
0: yeah, exactly. Are, are you Go like, back
3: to our wealth uh, Kate.
0: Yeah, right. <laughs> yeah, are you surprised like about the finished product on on some of these when you just like send well, in your vocals? Yeah. And...
3: sometimes we're
1: surprised. <laughs> there's a guy, there's Matt Derry in yep. England. Yeah, we've done we've had stuff couple with, songs Matt. with him. Yeah, it's, it's always like super interesting. Yes. Like, just from a, a production
0: perspective, it's always like super cool.
3: It's another whole world, right? Like sonically, it's a, it's another whole place.
0: Right. Do they ever, like, will they just release it before? Like, do they send you a copy before they release it and see if you guys approve of it? Yeah, most
1: the most time. of them do. Yes,
3: Yeah. Most yes. Of them, yeah. yes. Yeah.
0: Has there ever been one that you really didn't really like? <laughs>
3: <laughs> Again, I think it's usually, it's hard for us to judge because it's not our music, right? Yeah. It's, I remember yeah.
1: Todd Terry did a remix of one of the ATB songs. Speaking that, of that we, we everything of, we, but the girl. We, we kind of did. Yeah. Um, but Andre hated it. Yes. So it never came out. Right. That's right. That's right.
0: Have, have they taken any of your older songs and tried to give him Isaac?
1: Sometimes we keep repitching
0: all these we, songs. We've tried
3: so. <laughs> pitch. Yeah, I think there's some older stuff he could he could totally. Yeah, but he hasn't gone for it.
1: Yeah, we tried to pitch. I don't want to think about it. It's yeah. a Couple. Yeah. Um, just because it sounds like the sort of thing, it's sort of trancey already. Yeah. But nope. I think te- tempos are really important for them. So if we write half time, that they, they, it's easy for them to right. feel that kind of faster pulse underneath. Mm-hmm. If something's kind of mid tempo, they've kind of got to do a lot of fancy footwork to get it into the tempo they want. Right. Okay. Which you could do more now these days with Ableton and stuff. Like you can get, you can speed up vocals without pitching them up, but.
0: Right. Yeah. So, uh, last question. I, I always ask this for everybody. Um, I know you want the, the contest for the, you know, playing a song on the radio. But where were you the first time you heard that song on the radio? Oh
3: man. Oh, man.
1: Uh, the first time we have ever heard our, our our music on the radio, like we would would have been before, um, the C F N Y stuff. There was a guy on C B C late night okay. named Wisdom who played, I think, like, early on, like, would cassettes. Would have been May I
3: Call You Beatrice. It might have
1: been May I Call You Beatrice. Like, and
3: that would... was the song Ken had on before we had Wild Strawberries. It was Ken singing, and I sang back up. Yes.
1: I was in a library once, and I was looking up the word inept in the dictionary. And above the dictionary, there was a girl in a chair reading Dante. So this guy loosens his tie rather suavely and walks up to her and says in a knowing voice Ah, may I call
2: you uh, Beatrice?
1: And the next thing he knew, his nose was flattened somewhere between...
2: Sunburn chicks and the eyes to the ground, making your wax tongue-tied, got a sense Thinking of the lost trip, dialing the indelible, thinking the unthinkable, no one's home Since before I lived
1: Now, I remember we it had to stay up late to hear. Right. You knew it was coming? Because I, Yeah, how did I know it coming? It was pre-email.
3: You might have been listening to his show. And I think he I heard the show. Said, and yeah, gonna I think this. I'm going to play
1: this. Yeah. yeah.
3: I don't, I don't even.
1: I remember that was, flow. that was a great experience. Of course.
3: I don't know if I, yeah, I don't know if I can remember.
1: We've since had like experiences where we walk into like rec, uh, record stores or shopping malls our musical come on that that's yeah, also kind of
0: awesome. fun yeah that's gonna be my next question like the most interesting place you heard one of your songs <laughs>
3: oh man See, yeah, i'm bad for this kind of stuff i'm not good at documenting or remembering like those big important moments <laughs> yeah 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 i mean i think
1: grocery stores
3: yeah yeah. That's,
1: yeah. Always, that's always kind of grocery stores with your kids i think first, that's the,
3: when the kids when the, when the kids say hey <laughs> mommy isn't that you like that's yeah, pretty that's, special you know yeah when they first notice or, or recognize right. that's fun yeah yeah the liquor store or whatever yeah <laughs> yeah It's
0: <laughs> great but uh Roberta, ken this was fantastic i've been a big fan of you guys for you know over 20 years now but all the best going forward with everything
3: Thank you so Thank much. You for us. Lovely to speak yeah.
0: with you. And a special thanks to Ken and Roberta for joining me today. Man, I love them; they're great. And check out their single of the month. It's available on their Spotify page, along with their entire catalog. Check out their website, WildStrawberriesMusic.com. And if you have a guest suggestion, hit me up on Twitter at the first zero 019. Or the page of Living My Youth on Facebook. Go to iTunes. You can check out all the past episodes we've had. we got plenty now. And please rate and review the show. If you don't have iTunes, not a problem. Go to SoundCloud. Go to Podbean. And if you want a t-shirt, a hoodie, a phone case, a mug. Father's Day is coming up. They make great presents. Go to livingmyyouth.threadless.com. A new episode comes out every week. Stay safe and we'll see you next